What's up, everybody? So I want to let you know that the Alpha Brain Golden Ticket Sweepstakes are still going on. And that's just a rad opportunity not only to stock up on your Alpha Brain or give Alpha Brain a try. Because if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, it's definitely one of those tools that's different than any stimulant you've had and gets your brain firing in an absolutely different way. And that's what our clinical research has shown, and that's what everybody who's tried it. You know, we've sold over a million bottles of Alpha Brain, and the results are in. It works. It's awesome. So this is a great opportunity, though, because if you get the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes, everybody is a winner, and there's a bunch of cool shit that we're giving away, from kettlebell sets to different other products, to discounts. Every single person is going to be a winner if you go to the golden ticket sweepstakes so check it out on it.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form there's going to be a grand prize for one of you which is going to be a trip out here to austin and on hq so you'll be able to come hang at the hq and do all the awesome on it things so definitely check it out go to on it.com slash golden dash ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of alpha brain Donald Cowboy Cerrone is one of those characters that everybody needs to get to know. And I got a chance to sit down with him on the Total Human Optimization podcast and discuss what makes him tick and really understand what's underneath the hat of this legendary figure. And I wanted to release it here with an additional phone call prior to his upcoming fight with Jorge Masvidal, get an update, release it to you guys, and give you an opportunity to get to know this guy as well as I got to know him because that's a real honor and a real pleasure and I think you're gonna enjoy it. <laughs> I'm chilling. You're chilling. Yeah, having yeah. fun. Got to spend some time here at the facility. Loving it. Hang. Facility, lake, lake, facility. Spent a good couple days. Good yeah, 24 bad. hours. It ain't bad. So we got a we got a chance to communicate a bit more before your last fight with uh, an unlucky fellow named Patrick Cote. Patrick Cote. Poor poor chap. And uh, we got you on some different stuff. Started communicating and made it official and uh, and had you out here, but um, fucking looked as sharp as ever in that last fight, man. I mean, that was some skillful execution, I must say. And I felt, I felt probably the best I've ever felt. I, I literally took two weeks off, uh, followed the regiment you gave me. I mean, for people who are out there, I I don't I drink Budweiser and fruit roll-ups man like literally i mean that sums it up <laughs> i tried know? to tell you not to eat the fruit roll-ups yeah. and you basically were like fuck off fuck i'll off. take your supplements but I'm, <laughs> but you're not taking my fruit roll-ups from me motherfucker yeah so i you know and I, I, the the sleep packs really the, the night pack Is that, what's yeah called? you got the so you're i had you on the tpc night packs fuck i swept great man felt so good refreshed yeah. and i'm not just up here pumping it up just because i'm part of it you know i told you that before i said i really feel a benefit. I sleep good. Sleep great, to be honest with you. But like I said, I took two fucking weeks off. And I literally went to the lake and hung out. And then I went to Ottawa and still hung out. Me and my buddy Mikey went out every single night. I actually was out at a country bar Friday night before the fight. And all the UFC staff and people come in. I was like, God, great. This is not going to look good. So, and, I mean, I don't know. Just There's maybe a secret to the madness. I have no idea. But I'm just... Happy. You know, it's interesting because one of my best friends and one of the founding members on it was Bodie Miller, the Olympic skier. Right. And he 
I watched him compete at the highest level, downhill skiing, 85 miles an hour, like risking death. And I would be partying with him till four or five in the morning. At, right. at the start of our friendship, it would be like midnight. And I'd be like, hey, man, hey man maybe you should you uh, yeah. go home. And he would look me right in the eye and order a shot and just slowly drink a shot. To yeah. Like train me not to fuck with him. Yeah. So eventually after that, I was like, every time I ask him, maybe you should go home. He's going to drink more. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it. We'll go balls to the wall. And I literally took him like walked him back to his place at like five in the morning and with some smoke show he was single man so sure. i can say this with sure. some smoke show and he shows up starting gate 8 30 a.m you know they start playing fucking bad to the bone right. or whatever the thing because it's you know yeah and he just rips it gets the gold at beaver creek and i was like all right and that's how he works and and since you know the more tame Bodie when he tries to like yeah, keep it keep it quiet and do what you're supposed to do. He races like shit. But you why is it what you're supposed to do? Because society says is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and that and that's and that's the, that was his point. It's yeah, like, like he had two points. One was, look, I'm not going to spend all of the best years of my life just being a nerd and that, sitting in my room. That is exactly how I feel. Me. Everybody asks me, like, I say, I feel like I'm retired right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I need to. I'm gonna live my retirement now when I can. Yeah. And then I'll get a, you know, Home Depot greeter job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got to, I mean, for for him, he had to live always and always enjoy always. what he's doing. And there was also some key to his mindset. You know, whatever, maybe there's some small physical sacrifice, but both skiing and fighting is a hugely mental game. Dude, and I'm, if you get your head right, you got most of the battle won. Doesn't matter how good your body feels if your head's fucked. Yeah. Because I mean, when we're, when we're training, I would say not only me, but everybody, it's going to be 80, 85% physical, you know, what, 15 or 10% mental, right? Mm -hmm. When we come into fight camp, it switches dramatically. And now you're talking 90% mental. Yeah. There's no physical left. Like you're just going through the motions, hip pads a little bit, you know, so it's all mental. So you have to be so, and these guys are like, you're going to go out and fucking blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you're going to sit in your room till 3 a.m. and watch fucking TV. And obsessed. So about why it. can't I go to the strip club and watch fucking cakes <laughs> bouncing? What the hell's the difference? Yeah, you know, God damn. So I, I, I mean, I just, I, I don't understand it, man. I and people, it's funny. You just hear people tell me how wild I live and crazy, and I, to me, it keeps me sane, man. I fucking love. Are yeah. oh, you gonna get hurt? You like barefoot skiing? We're telling Dana, you know, like we're fucking telling him. You want me to send the video to him? <laughs> you know, like what's he's gonna tell me to stop? No, I've never pulled out a fight. I fought hurt, short note. You know, I'm there and and. I don't know. I just you know the funny thing is what's what's crazy and so hypocritical about the thing is when you're winning nobody gives you shit nobody gives you shit right but when it's when it's when you lose that you get shit like so for Bodie another example yeah. is in the Torino Olympics he was like poster boy on time he was supposed yeah. to win a bunch of golds he did exactly what Bodie does which right. is go out party bang Italian broads like do what he normally does and. He crashed a bunch, which is also what he normally does. Like yeah. he either wins or he crashes. It's not like out of the ordinary. And but after that, everybody correlated him partying and hanging with girls, yeah. and they had some picture of him flipping the camera off at the fucking bar, and they correlated that to him not caring and not trying. Mm -hmm. So he he started getting like death threats from random people, like you're a piece of shit, you've let America down, blah, blah, blah. He had the worst approval rating of any athlete, even worse than after OJ killed his wife. Jesus. Like more people loved OJ than 
after he killed his wife than Bodie when he did that. And when he was just really doing the same thing he was doing all along. Yeah. And, and that's the same with you. You go out there, you win. Everybody's like, oh, cool. It's, you know, it's part of his preparation. But then you lose and everybody fucking turns on you. Turns on you. It's crazy. Yeah. Turns on you, yells at you, screams, tell you. I post pictures. See, I hate, that's the thing I hate. I hate, I know people want to see pictures of training. It's so lame. I fucking hate it. hate it. I don't even like to do it. So I post pictures of me fucking having a good time. And everyone, all, all my comments are always like, you should be in the gym training. <laughs> You're right, motherfucker. I should train 24 hours a day. That's what I should do. Right. You know? God God forbid I showed when I took a break today and, and you know, went out and weightboard a little bit. God for fucking bid, I didn't. I don't know. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's People wild. who have the power to, to fucking punch buttons on a iPhone or Android and talk shit behind a phone. <laughs> I wish you had to like have your like your your profile had to have everything. I just show people's fucking doors. <laughs> well, cocksucker eighty seven. It says here, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> I just show them and start punch people in their mouth. If there's a real cocksucker eighty seven, we're not talking about you. Just to clarify, <laughs> yeah. you might be a cool dude, cocksucker eighty seven. If that's you, <laughs> yeah. So what is what is some of your? Because I remember the first when I first launched on it. That was the first time I experienced like people really hating me for no reason, yeah. right? Like going out of their way to hate me for no reason. And some of them had, you know, their reasons or whatever. I, I don't, wouldn't, wouldn't say that I'm, I'm unhateable, but it was an interesting time because I called I Bodie. I call, <laughs> thanks, Donald. I called Bodie and I, and I asked him what his strategy was for dealing with it. And he was basically saying, like, you can't listen to the people who are pumping your tires and no. telling you like that was incredible. And you can't listen to the people who are, detracting from you because they don't neither one of them know only you know yeah. what you're doing and is that kind of your strategy but or is it's, there any but other you way? got it but it hurt they hurt they don't it they, hurts it right? hurts man so i don't even really read them anymore but uh it sucks man you see people on there like khabib's the best in the world fuck khabib that's what i want to say back to you motherfuckers <laughs> fucking pussy so but so you, know, do you so you still get riled up oh, sometimes bro but. i get riled <laughs> Up, like I get riled up and post my address. Like if you are that badass, I live at Six Common Lane, Edgewood, New Mexico. Come on, knock on my fucking door. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's my real address too. So, um, <laughs> but that's how I feel. Like go ahead, if, if you're that that hard, come fucking make my day. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, oh man. So, but also post my address. I've had people just show up over there. So that reminds me of something randomly I heard. I actually heard it from Will. He was out hanging with you in L.A. and some dude randomly started talking shit to you on Sunset and trying to and trying to like call you out, calling you gay or saying something like that, trying to start a fight with you. Is that do you like it? Are you one of those people that just randomly attracts that? Are you yeah. Like, are you like the fire that attracts moths? Yeah. The f I have a big fuck with me smile. So. <laughs> but that's really weird, though. That Bro. doesn't make a lot of sense because why? I mean, it doesn't make sense why that's happening. But it seems like. I, you know, I've heard a couple of stories. It seems like people try to fuck with you. Oh, I, all the time. Literally. Well, and I, it's because I have such a shh. I mean, probably the shortest wick. <laughs> Not that kind of wick. But <laughs> cowboys with shoulder barrels need to stand a little closer to the commode, right? <laughs> no. So I get angry so fast, right? It fucking... Drives me and nuts. you think people can sense that? I, they must it? because it doesn't take much. It does not. And and over my years, I've I've learned to to control control the rage. But back when I was eighteen to twenty one, 
Oh man, even in high school, it'd be, we'd fight for nothing. Yeah, just, yeah, for just just for nothing. So is this like is this like like cowboy like country fighting? Because out here in Texas, you know, like people have a bonfire and then people just drink and then fight. Or yeah. are you talking like? Is that was that kind of the situation? Am yeah, I visioning so like, it correctly? Well, it's funny because um, I moved from uh, Colorado Springs up to Denver and kind of met a new group of friends. They made it all talk about how much they fight all the time. Then they started going out with me and we'd fight all the time. Like, holy fuck, you really do fight all the time. Like, there'd be times we'd go to the bar on a Friday or Saturday night. We'd fight on our way. And then if we didn't get any girls, we'd definitely fight afterwards. <laughs> because Each other? No, or, hell no. Just, yeah, any, just random. random, random. It doesn't take much. When people are drinking, if you're looking for trouble, you can find it. Yeah. Oh, fucking easy. We can go down the street and find trouble. So you just, someone says to you, you're like, what motherfucker? And then they all, then they're on and popping. So, uh, yeah, there'd be weekends. I bet so, you get so three, what do you four, think? Your, what do you think your street fight record is? If you had to, if you had to just take a wild guess, what your amateur street fighting record I don't is. Know. Going, going way are, back. Are we talking going wins and middle, losses? We're going to middle school. Yeah. Going all the way back to middle school. Lifetime street fight. Oh, over. W and L record. Oh, oh I don't know if the. Definitely, I'd like to say I won them all, man. <laughs> you definitely didn't win them all. At some point, you got your ass kicked by yeah, somebody. Yeah, oh, I got my ass kicked. Um, major, um, so all through high school, I was 112 pounds, little tiny. It was yeah. my super senior year that I fucking finally grew. <laughs> for you who don't know, you, you super the, senior the five-year plan? Yeah, that's when you come back to high school uh, because you got expelled the first year for fighting. So um, I was tiny, so I would just get beat down but i had like this homer simpson head like they could never finish me so i'd just keep coming and coming and they'd finally get tired of whipping my ass and then i'm like my turn motherfucker and i was like a biter and a poker and a fucking everything right <laughs> so i'd come at you and but i was always fair i never would like jump anybody mm-hmm. and if i hit you and you fell down i'd let you get back up so i always like wanted to i'd always had that, that. that code of honor but i never got that back to me if someone floored me and i was on the ground i was getting mopped up. <laughs> how many Uh, how many fighters you know you obviously you know a ton of them how many fighters do you think have that similar story where there's not not anymore so the 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 age of us fighters is dying now it's athletes trying to become fighters instead of fighters trying to become an athlete like i feel like i'm you know so like i we have a couple guys you know phil haas you guys sponsor him he's Mm like dude big old fucking rib i mean if you were gonna make a a mold of a superhero superhero he'd yeah. be i mean the motherfucker is just ripped to the gill and he's never been so i talk about um that i got punched in the face at whole foods that story blah blah, blah. phil was there big old jack black dude and he's never been in a street fight in his whole life ever never ever ever so and i'm like how how do you know how, how much you know about yourself if you've never been put in that situation like you mm-hmm. need to know when there's six dudes and it's just you Fucking trying to bear down, motherfuckers. You all gonna be sorry. So that's uh, that's, that's my mentality, like. Right. So, so I don't know anymore how many fighters there are left. Like the dying, like the Leonard Garcias that just go out there and swing. That yeah. want to stand and throw down. You know. You know, there's been some. We've had some of those. Some of those moments recently in that you see in the UFC. Like I think Max Holloway's sure. last fight, oh, yeah. you know, where they just kind of point to the point. ground come on. and it's like, come on. And it, it, it's, it's one of the most endearing things like that you scrappy, can see. I love Max. He's like a scrappy Hawaiian gangster motherfucker, right? Like yeah. I think I'm sure Max has seen his street cred for sure. Oh, no oh, doubt. No Hawaii, doubt. Those Hawaiians, you yeah, know, no doubt. they have, they have that in them for sure. But you have, so you obviously have that background, but you've also evolved to be smart. I mean, that Patrick Cote fight 
one of the first things you did as soon as he overextended, you shot in and took him down. I think double leg, but you shot in, took him down, and that you know took away that that big overhand. Yeah, big I think strength I just closed shot. my eyes and that just happened. So <laughs> you're lying. You're, you're fucking lying. You definitely game plan that. It. No, I don't have a game plan. I, <laughs> That's I, not true. I promise you. You're well, with one of the best game planners in the world. You, you have to have talk right about now? that. Do you want to call Greg yep. Jackson right now? And say, Greg, what was our game plan? And he'll say, your game plan, Cowboy, was to fucking go out there and open up. Get going. That was it. I never have a... He just says, go out there and fucking get tired. I never... We were just... Greg and I just talked well, about... Well, it was a perfect podcast. game plan. Yeah, so I've never... I've never... And he is mastermind game plan guy of the world, yeah. right? But him and I have never had a game plan for a fight. Mm -hmm. Because I'm such Well, a you must fucking, just trust your instincts then. That's what it was. It was all instincts. Like I said, I literally closed my eyes and then I ended up on top of him. <laughs> And then I opened my eyes and I won the fight. It's like, what the fuck just happened? No. Well, um, you, and then you listen to the commentary though, and then they're, you know, Brian stands giving you all this credit. And fuck I, Brian, I, 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 Brian, you motherfucker! You, told, <laughs> I was in the back locker room watching the TV, and Brian's like, "Ooh, Cote," and I was like, "This motherfucker's my friend." <laughs> so then I get, I had to, I had to give him shit after I texted him, immediately, like, "Yeah, you motherfucker." Yeah, he called you sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, but uh, well, I mean, it seemed like the perfect game plan. I but I guess the, that's I didn't hear the um, commentary because I was the, I had a front row ticket, so I didn't. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the idea was basically you came out to do that to take away his power shot, get him more tentative, and then you could, you know, you could start I, uh, working. I had no working plan everything. on taking him down. Zero. It just happened. Literally, he swung big. It was right there. Boom, took him down. Right. So yeah. I didn't. It wasn't like a game plan or anything that we had rehearsed or anything. So just. In, just in the in the flow, man. In the flow, man. And I, I was one of the fights that I was in the flow, you know, in the zone. Felt yeah. good, yeah. And then I had my best friend Mikey with me, who's always at every one of my fights, and he got a corner of me this fight. And Patrick's guys, so they lined up in the hallway, and he was down the other end, and I was right there. Patrick's walking, doing the lion walk. Why, why, why is that? You think you fucking pace and look at each other like a fucking caged animal? I think it seems to me that you can tell when it's real and when it's not real anymore. Like, uh, like a classic example for me is Rampage. Yeah. There was a time when Rampage was on all of his Japanese supplements and fighting in pride when he would so throw not it. not on it, not on it. Not, no, not definitely, <laughs> definitely not USADA. <laughs> USADA was kept locked out of the building for those days. But you watched him throw his hands down and, and throw his you know mouth yeah. in the air and he was howling like a wolf and he fucking meant it. Right. But then it became part Part of his shtick Stack, yeah. yeah and he would go out there and he would howl and he'd be like yeah you're doing the same thing but you don't mean, mean it. it right you know and i think it's the same with any of these things like the lion walk like some people have that and it's real and you go okay he's for for real but other times they think in their head oh i better do the lion walk because i did it before and you know yeah. i gotta act tough and as soon as you're doing that you're putting on a show i think you're fucked so he's he's back to the him doing a lion walk and then his dudes start popping off of their fucking mouth. And so my buddy Mikey is like, what's mother, what's up mother? Like he, he wild, right? He's like 105 pounds soaking wet, a little yeah. fucking firecracker ginger. And that's one of my buddies. Who I've, so back to another story, him and I, this is how I met my buddy Mikey. We were at a Coors brewery, uh, owns a bunch of lands. So they have uh, the people, the caretakers for it all. So they throw these massive fucking like farm parties. Out of that, big ass fight breaks out. It's Mikey and our other friend Josh Dwight, and um, they're in there getting jumped. And I'm there with supposedly their friends. I just moved into town, and I'm like, "Hey, man, that's your guys' friend. Y'all gonna help him?" 
And they were like, ooh, they did the, uh, uh, so I was like, fuck it. And I went in there and stood back to back and fought with those guys. And I never met them before. And after we got our asses completely beaten, um, he was like, hey, man, who are you? And I was like, my name's fuck Cowboy. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm going to be your friend. And, yeah, and yeah. that was kind of, we've been best friends ever since. That's about as good a friend story as you can get. Right. I mean, that's, so I guess I earned his trust right away. But so yeah. anyways, back to the, back to the Cote. So Mikey's like, what's up, motherfucker? And starts like getting hyped, like real, for real, like about to go fuck his coaches up. And I, and that instantly put me in fucking like, I got this motherfucker. You're right. Like, I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mikey, I got this. Right? So, and, and that's how that was always us growing up. I was always, I would always help Mikey. Like, you know, people would fight with Mikey because he was so small. And I'm always like, I got this, Mikey. So my, my favorite thing to do would be people would talk shit at the bar and they'd run their mouth fucking get all big and bowy at the bar right with me and my friends well i would never step up and say anything i would just calmly go put my jacket on and sit back as soon as those fucking cocksuckers got kicked out or they left i would just follow them i'd follow them until they went to their car or i'd follow them until they went down an alley and then i would just fucking unleash hell on them <laughs> usually me and like two or three of them however many there were i wouldn't even yeah. tell my boys i wouldn't even let any of them know that i was going to do it it was just a sickness in my brain that I'm gonna fuck you up now. You wanna talk shit yeah. to my friends? So I'd just follow them. And they'd be go to get in their car, but like, hey motherfucker, back and just start <laughs> just go. There wouldn't be any worry and I'd just start fighting them. Take yeah. my favorite, yeah, just go down the alley. And if you can take them down the alley, you can do pretty much whatever you want. So, <laughs> so. You know twenty I, of them market, man. It was in downtown call right so we used to call it death row because that's where all the Lodo, Lodo downtown would uh-huh. let out and twenty we used to park over there. And everyone would just come out of the bar, so we'd call it Death Row, man. You have to, we'd have to walk through it to get to our car. And every fucking night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we'd be fighting. And That's wild. But there's a certain honesty to that 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 keeps, like, I think keeps people in check. And I think when fighting is completely removed from the situation, you get really weird results. Yeah. You get people who have no, like, no sense of consequences of what might happen or might not happen. You know, and, and it's a very odd thing when you run into somebody like that. It's like are you, you're just your animal instincts are removed. Completely and you're, removed. Com- you're completely not aware of when you're in the presence of a human that will pound the shit out well, of you. I, I think, you know, just like you said, what's in our blood, man. So it needs there needs to be mutual combat. It has to. We can't. Society is so quick to call 911. Who the fuck does 911 do? <laughs> a anyways, never dialed it my whole life. Never will. And. Yeah. I think if you and I have a problem, especially road rage, oh my God, <laughs> there needs to be a road rage ass whipping clause that you can, this motherfucker wants to flip me off, talk shit through his motherfucking window. So then I pull over and then he don't want to get off the car. Nah, bitch. We got, you know what I'm saying? We, so, so they have like a special section. Yeah. Like, like road rage, one mile. Yeah. Road you rage. Just, yeah. You just get off. It's like a rest like, area. It's like yeah. a sanctioned area. You know, and they're just fucking, you should be allowed to get off and fight. Yeah, there'll I mean, be a lot less people honking their horn and getting tough. <laughs> there was for all, of, hu- for all of human history, there was there was dueling and then there was fighting. Dueling. And then all of a sudden, I mean, dueling is sketchy because I mean, does your test then you have, have a horn? Do you have a horn on that thing? What? A horn? Me, me, me. I fucking yeah, hate some horns, kind. right? Yeah. So if someone honks you, you don't lose your fucking mind. Yeah. Instant fire out of my ears. I want to get out and fucking just rip the steering wheel off. So, that's, so I'm immediately on 10. Immediately on 10. So I'm rolling on a fucking mother. And then all I have to do is say one thing back to me and then we're fighting. And, and that, I'm trying to control myself nowadays because I can't just get off and beat the old lady flipping me off. Right? So I, 
that's hilarious. It's, Ah, so mutual combat needs to be. We need to have it. It's just, it's just weird that the government steps in when two grown men decide to fight each other. I get it. If if one person's fighting, then one person whips out a fucking oh, yeah. baseball bat or sure. gun, or like when they make it uneven or they someone gets jumped. That's because then too when many the law, cowards. that's when the law steps in. But like, if two people want to just fight each other, it's yeah. fucking all good. You know, if if the story is like, yeah, these two dudes were talking shit and they fought each other. And the cops should be like, okay, cool. Yeah, it Thanks. Be, the word mutual combat should be like, yeah, what's yeah. up? What's up? We, yeah. You're good? We agree? Cool. We agree. It's yeah. fucking scrap. The problem is everyone wants to do wolf shit until it's time to be a wolf. You know, they, they <laughs> yeah. fucking. So what I mean by that is they don't have a backbone. All they got is a fucking wishbone, right? <laughs> so when it comes time to really. Is that like one of your sayings or something? Is that like, like a shirt? You should make a shirt. <laughs> I'm just saying everyone wants to be tough until it's time. Then all of a sudden they have no backbone to fucking stand yeah. up and be tough. They just have, oh shit, I better. Call nine one one. I better fucking figure something out, you know. And that's a funny thing for people who've never been in a fight because I think it's like one of those boxes that you have to check as a man. Because I've I spent a lot of my life before I got in my first street fight. Like I just didn't grow up in those neighborhoods. I wouldn't back down, but they just kind of fizzled. I'm also very good at like diffusing a situation, and and I always had enough training and confidence that confidence generally will diffuse a lot. But there was something fucked up in my brain, in my heart, because I'd never gotten into a fight. So yeah. I started training. I was going to take an MMA fight. I was like, right. fuck it. If the fight's not going to happen, I'm going to do it. And then right in the middle, I've told this story before, so I won't tell it again. But right in the middle of me training, some four dudes, one of them throws my girl face first into a car window, and Murder. I had to fight. Murder. Right? Yeah. I, the only time I blacked out in my life, just yeah. pure rage blackout. And then afterwards, you know, fought all these guys and still stayed standing on my feet. And right. I was like... Ah, okay. And I could like relax and be like, I know what'll happen if someone tries to fuck me up and fuck my girl up. But before then, it was a little bit weird. Like, it's almost like it feels like a necessary step in our sure evolution is. to understand how we'll respond like becoming in that a, situation. Becoming from a kid to a man. Like, you have yeah. to experience that, right? You have to know. I think I'm with you, man. We should just, right in eighth grade, you should just have to go fucking learn how to fight. <laughs> yeah. To, I move think- from, to move into high school, you have to at least have one street fight. On your resume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But times times are different now. That's like, as we evolve, that's going to become less and less and less prevalent. Time is shit's way, gonna get, way shit's gonna different. Get weird. Back in the day, I could just fucking say, I sh- shot and killed you uh, because he disrespect me. We had yeah. a duel. I fucking shot and killed him. And then you say, hey, uh, Cooter, you fucking, he disrespect me, right? And he goes, uh-huh. And then you're fucking off. Right. That was it. And that right. wasn't that long. That was like 1860s, yeah. you know, 1880s. People just fucking pulling their guns out and shooting yeah. each other. And when that's not what we're asking for. We're just asking for mutual combat with your mutual fists. Mutual combat with your fists. Come on, government. No, yeah, come Get on. it together. Right, you, you, have the, you have the right to bear arms. You can carry a concealed weapon. We're not asking you to pull your gun. We're just saying, hey, set your gun down. Yep. We'll both set our gun down. Yep. And then throw the fuck down. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if you had to maybe even make it what you call that 911 will be the mutual, the new mutual combat number. 911. Yeah. Uh, we're over here. Make, on it, the like eight, make yeah. it like 811. 811. 811. We're over here. And it's just all in between exit 13 and fucking who knows. We're pulled off the side of the road. I'm not going to fuck this dude up until you get here. So the cop shows up and he's your, he's now the referee. He's, a, he's, he's big John. He's big John. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Yes. You know 811. 811. That's what we need. And you have to. 
Keep it straight. Like you agree to you have to agree to rules. Just right? just lion walking until yeah, lion walking to, I'm on until he walks. He's on his way. On, and he comes in hot with the fucking cherries running. Woo! Screw, yeah. Power slide gets off. Fucking says, "What's your rules of engagement?" You say, "Well, I'm really comfortable with getting kicked in the face." So he's like, "All right, no kicks in the face." And I'm like, "Well, I like to bite this motherfucker." And then you're gonna be like, "But he, don't, I don't want to get bit." So we're gonna say, "Okay, you can only claw." So then we're, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna make some rules. And are you ready? Are you ready? And he's gonna take his gun out. And shoot it like a fucking start gun and we're we're off we're capping man that's the world we want right god donald damn it. god damn it 811 installed 811 here we come that's it man to to protect and serve that would be the serve part <laughs> and they just they just roll in in pickup trucks only that's yeah. the 811 vehicle 811, they're yeah. half drunk refereeing. you know and, and maybe 811 has a like a medic team in case you get cut they stitch yep. you up yep Free healthcare, you know, there's Obamacare, pay for that. <laughs> yeah. And uh You're all good. God, this is this be is a, it. Be a better world. Fuck it be would be a better world. No, you wouldn't get people wouldn't act that tough. That would nope. be no, if all of a sudden Level. you're like, oh news of combat, and they're like, Well, I'm just kidding, I wasn't I didn't mean that. Didn't mean it, didn't mean it, didn't mean it. You were so right. Right? Yeah. yeah as soon as that eight one one got whipped yeah. out, people were like, Oh well, you see, well, you see, you see I really I really was just joking. Yeah. I, I got a disappointment. Eight one one cop comes. Brings a gurney, stitches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, breaking yeah. breaking leg, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I like it. I love it. Let's call Obama. <laughs> well, you got his number? No, I didn't. That'd not. be it's hilarious if phone. we did. Yeah, it's I was on the phone. phone. All right, but, so Rick's story. You got any coming Rick's up? Rick's story, yeah. This seems uh, a little bit similar fight to Cote. Is he kind of like, is that, right. he seems like kind of like a similar, so well-rounded, like same veteran guy. I have no idea. I've never seen him fight. you never seen him fight? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I take that back. i seen a Third round of him and uh, <coughs> Safferdine, Safferdine, Tarek Safferdine. Seen the last, the last round of that little bit of it on TV. So, well, coming in with no plan, you don't really need to watch too many people fight that much. Yeah, if you just go in there, fucking trust with the, the mutual, trust the instinct, the mutual combat. Fuck, here we go. So, what's your what's your plan now? You're in one seventy. You're you're beating people's ass, making money. It's what you like to do. Is that is that just kind of like you just kind of comfortable and feeling pretty good just doing that for now? Or are you trying that, to I, you looking at you looking at you know Wonder Boy and you looking at some of these people? I, I mean, I think Wonder Boy is going to beat up Robbie Lawler, <laughs> most likely is my prediction. Right. And uh, so that's going to happen. And then let's say you know you beat up Rick Story, and then are you going to start looking like all right, Wonder Boy? Like, that's that's kind of how the direction will go, you know. But I no, I'm not. It's funny, I don't like winning the UFC gold to me. It's not like like you hear all these people. That's my dream. I, I'm a fucking fighter. I want to be the best in the world. I don't even care about that shit, man. I don't. I don't wake up every morning and and dream of being a champion. I don't. I probably should. Maybe I should get my fucking priorities right. But I just, <laughs> you know, I just, I just want to kick ass, man. I love it. I love the. I love the journey and the fucking ride, man. Like right here, coming out here this weekend, doing all this. I get to do this because I fucking fight. Like, how cool mm. is that, right? So this is like part of the journey that I go out, went barefoot skiing this morning. Fucking love every second of it, you know. I love the fight, love the the walkout, the the emotional roller coaster, scariest fucking feeling in your life, man. And I don't know. So yeah, yeah. It seems like you enjoy, it. and that's I think an important thing because if if you're all you're doing is focused on that belt, yeah, and then and then your whole happiness depends on whether you get it or you don't. And even when you get it, it's going to be a letdown, yeah. you know? And I think that's, an, that's something that a lot of people don't get. There is no destination. There's just, 
the journey. And if you're not enjoying the journey, enjoy the journey, man, that's yeah. So I try to preach all these new guys come out to the ranch and train with me, man. Like let's, they're so like closed minded and all they want to do is fucking eat, drink and sleep fighting, man. Right. And they don't take any days off. You see them training five, six times. Their bodies are just beat. I'm like, look, man, let's go to the lake. I can't, I got to fight in six. We can't go to the lake. Oh, cause one day at the lake's going to fucking ruin you. Yeah. Oh, he's training. He's, he's training. I can't take it off. He's, well, who gives a fuck what he's doing? What are you doing? Right. Go clear your soul out, brother. Yeah. Get everything in line. Get your heart, yeah, get your spirit, all, get right. your enthusiasm back. That counts for a lot. I mean, you're like a fucking hipster, man. You can, you can relate <laughs> to all that shit. Like, yeah. body no doubt, and man. soul and no mind. Doubt. and Look, total human optimization. That's what on it's about. It's, right. not, it's not just total body optimization. Yeah. You know, it's, it's everything. It's the mindset. It's getting all of the aspects working together is, is truly crucial. And if going out on the lake Harmony. is going to help you do that balance exactly it is absolutely key well let's talk some more shit about fighters though before mm -hmm. we have to go okay. so all right wonder boy let's talk some shit what do you think well, man? let's what, say that let's what, say that shit's coming down what could i talk shit about he was i hung out i met him i mean he was main event we were in the locker room together yeah he seems like a good dude he's, he's a super good dude. fighter yeah i mean yeah i don't have anything he was a cool dude. I don't have anything bad. I can't really just fabricate shit right now. Yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, you ever face anybody with that kind of karate style? No, not really. So it'd be a new kind of, new kind of challenge. Yes. Challenge you'd look Same forward meat, to. Different gravy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I'm All just right. not real good at talking about fighting. You talk about anything else in the world, but fighting and is just, it, just not real good at it. I don't know. I good. I mean, I don't know. Well, what about what about your your favorite human being, Conor, Conor McGregor? Conor McFucking Gregor, he uh, I don't think he's gonna be able to make forty five again. So he's gonna be yeah, stuck in fifty five percent. Right? It's got to be done. It's got big. You'd think so, but he's fighting Diaz again. Fights gonna go exactly the same. Now Diaz is gonna box his ass even worse because he's got a whole camp. You think so? Yeah. That's that's the prediction for that. Yeah, yeah. And then worst case, he'll take him down, submit him, dude. You're not gonna learn. You're not going to learn jujitsu on that level. <clears throat> I mean, Diaz has been rolling. He's, I mean, for years, Forever. man, yeah. ever. So you're not going to learn on that level in what do they have? Six months? Mm -hmm. No way. Not a chance. You fought, you got to fight Nate. What I fought was, him wrong. Yeah. Mad, mad, got pissed off at him, you know? But motherfucker, I got no excuses. He he showed up and whipped my motherfucking ass. I think I have a record for the most punches to the face. <laughs> no, I think actually Czech Kane Velasquez has that record when he oh. against Czech Congo. So it's like, you know, he did a good job, man. Beat the shit out of me, but uh, good old Nick Nate. I, I like to fight anybody, man. Like everyone asks me down to who who's next. What do you? Sign the dotted line. It's super easy. Whatever comes. Whatever comes. It's really easy. People. Well, I mean, but that Connor group, that Connor payday is a special. It's not it's though. Let's talk thing. about that. Let's fucking clear that up for all the listeners out there that think the red panty night payday. It's not. It's, I make eighty thousand dollars to show up, eighty thousand dollars to win. That's my pay right now. It's, you can fucking Google it and look it up. I make eighty and eighty. So if I fight. Check Congo. If I fight Anderson <laughs> Silva, if I fight Conor McGregor, I make eighty and eighty. That's it. I don't get any more money. So everyone's like, "Oh, the Conor fight." That's what everyone wants because you get so much money. Well, Diaz made five hundred thousand on that fight because they called him ten days notice and he had some bargaining uh, power. So he was going to say, "Yeah, sure, I'll fight him," but so it was about um, he had leverage. Leverage. 
They and called same Cowboy. With, same with Mendez. Mendez got paid. That's what I'm saying. Because he had, he had leverage. They needed him to fill in mm-hmm. and take the fight. They mm-hmm. don't just. They call Cowboy like, hey, we want you to fight for on UFC 200, Connor. Well, first of all, I'm gonna say okay. And second, <laughs> I said okay to the Connor fight the first time, and it was Diaz, and I fucking agreed to the Connor fight for the same pay. I didn't yeah. say, oh, I need five hundred thousand. They Dana called me when I got, I was changing flights from the fight I just got off in um, wherever the fuck it was, and he called me like, hey, would you fight Connor? And I was like, absolutely. And then so Connor <laughs> made the decision Diaz over me. That was, had nothing to do with UFC or anything like that. So, I mean, even though he got his ass beat, I still feel like that was a good decision. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking little motherfucker. But the, so I don't get any more money. I wish I did. I wish it was like that. Like, cause then I'd be really rallying for it. Like, oh, you know, I'd be out there. But he makes money. He did, he's like done the best job out of anybody promoting himself. No right. I mean, people believe this dude is, he'll live forever, I think. I honestly think people think Conor McGregor for president. Of the world and will live forever. <laughs> he is a compelling dude. I mean, he has that. He's like majestic. A little, <laughs> a little bit of that Muhammad Ali right. magic to him. Where so I get, I, and I'm not talking shit about the guy. I mean, he he did everything. He, he fucking no doubt. Hats I mean, that, off to that him. was that moment when he knocked out Jose Aldo that fast. That was this. It felt like the there was like a ripple in the fucking universe mm-hmm. that he created and. He created enough magic to make that happen. And then it was weird watching when he had that same thing going and then he connected with that left hand against Nate and Nate didn't go down. And for the very first moment, you saw that flash of doubt in his eyes. Yeah. And it was like, oh, doubt in his eyes. Because I think he's been one of the people that has used his like self-belief yes. to the very fullest degree of any fighter I've ever seen. And he would use that belief as a weapon to wear his opponents down. Right. You know, and then but that moment when he threw his true best and Nate, you know, took it and he got a little bloodied up. But as soon as sure. Nate started doing his come on, motherfucker, yeah. come on. Yeah. Then there was that little moment of doubt. And I didn't see that. We were like right there cage side when Mendez had him, had his head pinned to the canvas, was elbowing him in the head. Connor didn't flash that doubt for one second. He was yeah. still talking shit. He's like, so you got mother, whatever he was saying. Yeah. Still talking shit, never had doubt. And then he popped up and then and was able to finish him off. But Nate, Nate changed that script. So this will be, I mean, I'm excited to shit for 202 because this will be interesting to see. Can Connor Cowboy will be on there. Yep. And fucking you're on there. Uh, you got fucking Condon on there. Condon and Maya. Yeah. So it's going to be a good one. Should be. Should be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited. But the good thing for you, the whole thing is fun. The whole thing. The, the whole, whole thing. Is fun. I'll be out in Vegas 10 days before that fight, wakeboarding my ass off the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. RV life it out there. Be on the water, getting this tan, crispy for the. I might even get you to like. Eat half the fruit roll-ups that you would normally eat. Maybe. Now I'm at 170, so I walk around 176, beer, fat, and happy. So yeah, be all right. <laughs> You'll be good. Be good. But golden, but you know we're we're ramping up the Onnit. Do what? We're ramping up the Onnit supplements. Exposed you to a few new ones today. Got your little Alpha Brain instant in you. Alpha Brain. Help that Budweiser hangover. It's et cetera. God, what a loser. Who still gets hung over at 33? I thought I'm like a professional now. Not true. As much as people think I'm an alcoholic, you'd think I just have an immunity to this. Nope. Still wake up hungover. Still got a liver. Got just, a liver. Like, just like everybody else. And it's a weak ass liver that you've seen that if you watch me fight. <laughs> oh, 
we can just, fix that too. There we go. Some liver support. That's what I need. Liver support. Now I'm gonna be dependent on these products. That's, <laughs> That's your here. fear. <laughs> you voice that fear like eight times. You're worried that we're gonna give it to you and take it away. Did that happen to you at some point? Was there no, like so that, was, was so there someone everyone, who gave you something delicious and you know, then so wouldn't I think everybody is on something. Except for me. <laughs> I believe that. Mm-hmm. It's fu- I mean, just coming through, I've, I've seen it all, you know, coming through all the camps, coming through the years, through the different generations. Yeah. And a lot of my friends have used all the, the gross and the fucking here and the fucking elk antler, whatever that shit is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So like everything. And um, I always ask them like, what are you going to do when you get Vanderlaid on that? And then you have to come off it. Yeah. You know? And I, never wanted they never really have an answer for that they don't they're like and that i guess really that's kind of what we wanted to fill the space of is we wanted to create something that was sustainable i mean yeah use ingredients that come from plants that is very much like eating the best diet that you could possibly imagine like food is something you never get tolerant with like it's never like oh man i'm I'm addicted to those fucking salads and steamed veggies and asparagus and shit you know it's it's these nutrients that provide your body the tools for your body to do the work to be the best and and i think that's people try to they they try to cheat the system they try Mm -hmm. to provide end products they try to provide the quick gains the weight loss pill the tea the tea booster in this this tincture you know but really, what you got to do is you got to just support your body and make sure that it has everything available. Your body will constantly repair itself and direct itself to optimal performance. But you got to stock, you know, the analogy I used to use, you got to stock Home Depot with all the raw supplies. You can't leave the shelves empty. So when it's going to look for molybdenum, which is a, a rare mineral that helps with alcohol detoxification, you know, if you don't have that on the shelf, the body's looking around. That one on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, that's that's out of stock. <laughs> so the body's looking around like fuck we're out of that so what are we going to use you know and that's why you get on something like the trace minerals and you supplement with these things so that you can build the different enzymes and tools that you need for your body to function you get that right the body's smart you know so smart yeah but i feel like the body also will sustain it tries to it tries to right itself no matter where you are so if i drink alcohol every single day it's going to think that that's my right Mm -hmm. that's going to think that's that's what normal is yeah which and it'll adapt and it'll adapt because it's a fucking amazing thing it is an amazing thing and that's why we've survived we're the most adaptable species we don't have big claws we're not strong a chimp would always fuck us up but we're smart and we adapt when a, a fucking meteor comes and hits the earth and everything's dark for a thousand years all the land animals die the humans figure it out we go fishing you know we so live you're a in big caves kind of theory guy i mean big i think the big bang happened oh, yeah. some billions of years ago so the Earth's not six thousand years old? Definitely not. <laughs> did you see that thing that Ro- did you see that thing that Rogan posted? It was like Jesus shooing a dinosaur away. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, get out of here! You're ruin, ruining ruining my story, you big brown story. cunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot like I've seen the same one where the ark is leaving and there's two uh, dinosaurs standing on the edge of the thing. Like, up, oh, guess we missed that ride. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, uh, the uh, I think the the best the best story that I've heard for all that is from um, uh, Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson. You listen to that podcast, huh. on Jerry? Super interesting, man. Super talks about a meteor that struck the Earth. His new book, Magicians of the Gods, is great too. A meteor struck the Earth around twelve thousand years ago, really changed up the game. And there was potentially some more advanced human civilizations then 
that really just got wiped out. Ice caps got melted, water levels raised, all the civilizations on the coast then got flooded. There's all these stories of these floods. Sure. And then you get weird shit. But the human history is wild, but it's certainly a lot longer than uh, 6,000 than 6, years, years. Sorry for uh, you creationists out there. We love you. We love we you. We love you, but it's just but, uh, but some of the some of the Santa Claus stories that you guys called, tell. It's uh, called science. Science is always right. Yeah. You can't write. Until, if, until if, new science replaces if, it. Yeah, until new science. Yeah, if one plus one equals two, God damn it, it does. It's right there. It's that. Yeah. It's, I, I can prove it to you right there. Yeah. You cannot prove to me faith. Yeah, exactly. I, I can hand you two eggs, <laughs> right? But you, you can say, well, just have faith. I'm going to give those to you later. It's funny, man. It's it's uh, I think it's one of the things that's... It's tough when you when you have things that kind of corrupt your ability to use logic. Like any spiritual system, I'm a very spiritual guy, but any spiritual system should be able to survive, you know, a logical rigor. Like some logician, someone who's really smart should be able to break it down. Maybe they don't agree with you. Maybe you can't prove some sure. things, but at least logically it makes sense. It doesn't contradict a variety of things that are really proven facts like carbon dating and dinosaur bones and like you just can't ignore that shit no you can't you can't you know, the conspiracy dinosaur bones that we just find everywhere yeah yeah oh who put those there yeah what but you know as i said we love you if you love your stories you know you like your blankie at night and you know it's cool too well, it's all good helps you sleep it helps you sleep Thinks you're going to a better place. Yeah, whatever. We love we love humans. If humans need that little thing. Actually, that's what it is. Yeah. Right. That's what it is. They need they need the. Yeah. The, the I comfort. Think it's a it's a comforting thing. In something that they're going somewhere. That's that's one of the biggest fears. It's that's one of the biggest fears, like fear of death, fear of where you're going. You know, and so I think we've come up with a lot of different answers and a lot of different stories, but to figure that out, and every culture has their one. Every but, uh, culture has their one. Yeah. And they'll swear that theirs is the one. The, the silly thing is, is, it's cool to have your story, but don't fight and kill people for your story. You know, like, keep your story. It's cool. But don't try to be so mad and aggravated about your story that you're going to try and enforce that story on other people. Oh like, let God. everybody out of their story. It's cool. Yeah, like uh, the Crusades where they just killed in the name of God for 100 years. Yep. Uh what yeah you seriously know, right. yeah right, right. <laughs> yeah. right so i mean it's just it's unbelievable to and and then they rewrite oh it's, those those are old those are all the old things we're going to rewrite a new testament there's probably going to be a new a third testament coming out here pretty soon just because civilization i think the, I think the testaments are getting better that's the thing like the way everything is evolving it's all i mean we're definitely in the best time of all but it's it's interesting because there's remnants of the old way there's remnants of well, these what would be your best times. time if you could go i mean now is not a right answer so you have to you have to give me a time <laughs> now is not no, you now. can't you can't say well i'm happy right now you know i got my i got my yeah, porn yeah. i can watch my thing here i can <laughs> you know I, i'm talking like where where would you where would you like if you could let's just say a week you could go do a oh, week oh man i would do a week in so many different times because well you got one what the fuck is the one i'm talking I, about it definitely the the height of the republic in ancient rome yeah you know that because I was I was and are a you classical like a peasant or are you going to be like a no no who comes back as a peasant I was at least some somebody in there general or fucking nobleman well, or, or maybe I mean emperor is a lot of pressure but it's mad pussy for your emperor <laughs> mad like <laughs> like crazy right yeah. fornication but people are always king. trying you to kill just... you and poison you sure. and whatever but so in the public they weren't an emperor so yeah I would say ancient Rome would be ancient Rome would be the one for me I studied it the what most is that like, like 1380 no like uh it probably 
400 years AD. Yeah. yeah. 400 years AD up to 400 years. Uh, no, BC. 400 years BC past AD. Um, like around 200, it switched over to a Christian civilization. So I would go BC like in the 200 somewhere back in there. We were just fighting Gauls and, you know, right at, right at the, shit. right at the, <laughs> like Game of Thrones, right at the rise, you know, when everything was kind of the rise of the empire. That's what the you'd empire. be there. That'd huh? be fun, man. So many crazy times in history. I think you so watch many these, crazy times. You watch these movies where people were fighting hand to hand and that was like everybody did it. You know, like yeah. ancient Greece, ancient Rome. We talked about this when I first came here and I picked up your mace. Yeah. And I was like, could you imagine wielding this mace? Like, all right, Aubrey, you were going into battle and that's what you fucking picked up. You're yep. picking up the 90 pound mace to fucking go sludgehammer <laughs> people. Like how many good, and you're like with the momentum. So you just have to fucking get this thing charged up like a fucking fire <laughs> yeah, totally. and, and just go. That's like, that was the idea of the Morningstar. That's why they had to keep that thing moving. Because oh you God. couldn't, you know, you had to keep, the Morningstar is the ball and chain. Yeah, the sure. big thing. And you'd have to keep that fucker moving because otherwise it would go. But what happened was armor, that was all, these are all medieval weapons. Armor got so good that, you know, in these movies, a sword hits armor and it just cuts through. That's bullshit. Yeah. Try to fucking take your sword and cut through chainmail. Like, yeah. not easy. That's where chinks in the armor came because you had to, like, find little spots. So yeah. they're like, fuck it. We're not using swords anymore. We're going to find heavy Cross shit bro. to just knock people down. <laughs> oh, yeah. So stink bug them on the ground so that their heavy-ass armor is down there. And you pull their helmet off and yeah. slit their throat. But that whole mentality is, like, for thousands of years, hand-to-hand -hand combat was the thing. And now, you know, we got to move into 811. Yeah, now we're 811. We're back to hand to hand. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Like, guns got so good and weapons got so good that you can't use them anymore. Yeah, true that. So it's like progress. Like, I think. But what about, what about like, the, like Civil War? Could you imagine, like, all right, everyone fucking line up and take a shot? That's against, the worst. Against that line. Like that's unfathomable no one, to me. No one was like, "No, I'm gonna hide behind this fucking fence or under this rock, and I'm gonna get them when they run by me." They're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh. And then the guy playing the drums, like, "You don't have anything," and the guy next to you is holding a flag, a guide on, guide on drum, roll of guns, and you're like, "Holy fuck, I'm just keeping the tempo here to the march." Like, what the fuck? That was wild, right? Dude. What a weird. How would you do that? I mean, and that's what that's why how George Washington was able to defeat. Great Britain because they would always line up and he just had this rogue band of savages hiding in the woods oh, and like just shooting should. people yeah. like you should. You should. It's so like, weird. Right, these pitched, these yeah. pitched battles. Pitched battles. I mean, human history is Gettysburg. Wild. Like, are you kidding me? You just stood there and shot each other. Yeah. That'd be like me getting 12 of my friends and you getting 12 of your friends, drawing a fucking line on the sand and say, okay, you can't cross the line. We just literally stand here and rock them, sock them until they drop. <laughs> Have you ever seen that, by the way? In like Russia, they have these like group fights, like where they all have MMA gloves. It's like a hundred people Jesus. and a hundred people, and they start yelling at each other, and they meet in a field, and then they all fight, red and blue, and then they all. I got to show you one of these. They all fight, and then but it gets really gnarly when like there's the numbers, twenty, yeah. when there's like twenty reds imagine. and three blues, because then twenty reds are just gang beating the rest of these other people it's this crazy thing but that's i think part of our it's part of our dna in there somewhere is this group combat i get my crew you get your crew let's fucking figure it out it's like what football is but without all the rules you know yeah because i think in some on even like a genetic 
DNA level that's in you, right? Like, I'm going to get my tribe. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to steal. You're going to come over and rape, pillage, steal my food and women. I'm getting my tribe and I'm going to come fucking get your tribe. Yeah. Right. You feel maybe that not. was, that's what every tribe was. I mean, you even think of these, like we think of the Lakota Indian now as like this really spiritual, you know, people, fierce warriors, but man, they were jacking each other. Them and the crows were just jacking each other constantly. Like that's, that was part of the tribal life is, you know, there was plenty of room, plenty of Buffalo and they're fucking jacking each other left and right. And well, that's yeah, just the nature of things. Why, I'm going to let you kill the Buffalo, skin it, dry it, make the jerky, make the moccasins, make a couple robes, teepees. Then I'm going to sit back and I'm like, let's ride boys. We're coming there. Yeah. Fucking kill you, take all your shit, and bring your bitches with me. Especially so, when you, you have a culture of bravery, too. They had this thing called counting coup, where every time they would do a brave act. So it wasn't just shoot somebody with an arrow, but a brave act, like a hand-to-hand kill yeah. or something like you saved your buddy. You would get, it's called counting coup, so it would be like your act of bravery. And then you would get an eagle feather for that that you could put in your war bonnet. So they were constantly wearing, for all the ladies, like a visual representation of their bravery. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. Hey. I feel like we do that today now. Well, you're one of the few that get to do that, right? You yeah. get to actually go out there yeah, and but you, fight in. Other people hand. on a different level. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm still, yeah, I'm a prize fighter, so I actually fight. But we parade our trophies for the women now, where it be big house, nice car, yep. suit True. and tie, Instagram numbers, Instagram numbers, <laughs> bitch, I got five hundred thou. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dog. So it's like, yeah, I feel like that's I'm, accurate. I'm, actually, I'm, that's accurate <laughs> for all you ladies out there. He has five hundred and fourteen thousand. There you go. So it's you know, I think that's we still parade and, and show off every it's chance true, you got. You want to get you you don't buy the Walmart tennis shoes. No, nope. you buy the fucking nice ones because nope. they. They, look, right. they cost a little bit more, and everyone's like, oh, those are nice right. shoes. Where'd you get those? These are my know? special edition vans. You know they what I mean? made the vans off the shelf. So it's. I hear you, man. We, you know, little different context, but we're still the same people. It's still, still, still a little peacock there. in all of us. Oh, everybody. I mean, the, because deep down inside, all you want to do is recreate and breed. And how do we do that? We have to attract the opposite sex. Yep. I want to be the biggest puffed up. I want the I want the prettiest duck out of the group, right? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? So that's where that comes. I'm gonna show up <laughs> in my lifted truck because I think it's fucking cool. Get off with my new Stetson and my cowboy boots. Come out, you know, trying to and and that might not that duck might not like that. <laughs> maybe that maybe that duck isn't into you that. Know what I'm so, but I can't so, I can't so, resort back to the old. I can't just go fuck you up and take your ducks because we don't have a one on yet. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the world is lucky. All the all the people with ducks are lucky. There is an eight one one because you'd have all the ducks. Damn, you'd have all the ducks. Donald, yeah. it's been a pleasure, man. Yes, we got to get you to the airport, brother. You got it. Fly, flying home, back to training. Much love, everybody. One of my favorite podcasts ever. Hope you enjoyed. It. Donald Cerrone, my man. What's going on? Hanging, hanging in Denver, Colorado. Getting ready. Getting ready. Have you fought, you know, so Denver's your hometown, right? Have you fought yeah. in your hometown before? Yeah, well, I'm undefeated here. I've never never lost in uh, Denver, Colorado. Hell yeah. So, uh, I fought UFC 150 here, so this will be my second UFC uh, show in Denver. But uh, never like a big headliner co-main, you know, so it's mm-hmm. kind of a big deal. How is it to fight in your hometown? I mean, it, I think athletes have to deal with that. 
across the board. I mean, you got to get a lot of tickets, right? You got a lot more people. Well, who are I, trying bought to 50, that I bought 58 tickets just for, um, I mean, every immediate somebody I know, you know what I mean? Not even like, not even not immediate friends, just like immediate friends that you've met and know. It's crazy, man. It's insane. It's like, because I, I always tell everybody, whenever I fight in Denver, let me know. I'll get you a ticket. Well, everyone called to collect today, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You got somebody, yeah. you got somebody else you delegate to handle all that shit? Because you don't want to be handling, like, hey, man, where's my tickets and all that shit. Do you, do you have anybody I, helping I you out with that? I, have, or is you... I mean, I got my coaches. And stuff. I'll probably hand that off to yeah. them, but um yeah, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. Normally, normally I have a, I have, I have Mama Bear up here helping me, but she, she, she decided she don't want nothing to do with me this week, so we're, uh, we're well, all right. That, that happens. That, that happens to the best of us, sir. I think a lot of people listening can commiserate with, with, with Mama Bear deciding that they want nothing to do with yeah. Papa Bear for a little while. <laughs> So, yeah, sleep, I'm sleeping on the couch, but I'm sleeping in my RV, so it's technically a better couch than most, but I'm all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, you sound, you sound in good spirits, ready? Um, what, is there anything about, uh, anything about Mazdaval that, uh, that, you know, strikes you as, uh, as interesting? I mean, are you looking forward to this fight? It seems like a, one of those type of guys that's a little bit, you know, has some similar characteristics to you. Obviously grew up in Miami, um, you know, is a fighter, is a, is a fighter's fighter. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's the only thing I can say. The guy, I mean, his tactics are a little off. You know, he's trying to, like, make up some kind of fabrication that he's angry at me that we have bad blood. But every time I see the guy, he's, like, super cool. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I leave the city, he gets on some kind of social media and starts, like, bad-mouthing me and talking shit. It's like, wow, man. And the same thing, same thing he's doing here. He wants to, like, bad-mouth me. He just better hope we don't, like, cross paths out in the street and he wants to fucking say something. Because then I have a problem. Other than that, you want to get in a Saturday night and get down, let's, let's go, you know? But, well, I yeah, I mean, I think both of y'all have 811 on speed dial. So, yeah, okay. so even, even whoever reaches for the phone, whoever reaches for the phone first, we, you know, settle that real quick. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No shit. But, <clears throat> who knows? And then, And then so, you know, What's after this? I mean, it seems like you're eager to just take the fights that come, fights that you like, fights that are going to be good for the fans. Um, do you how much how much importance do you put on this kind of this title picture and preparing yourself, you know, to put yourself in that position? Um, is that is that I a mean, big priority wish, after this? Or no, nah, it's not, man. I mean, it probably should be just because the end all legacy of my career. But I feel um, I want to fight March fourth, and on the on the on Tyrone Woodley, Wonderboy undercard, you know, and uh, I wouldn't mind fighting Robbie Lawler or Damian Maya, either one of those guys, you know, put me in line for a title shot, but as far as sitting mm-hmm. and waiting, some say, you know, I win this fight, I deserve a shot, but then I got to wait through March for those guys to pick a winner, and then I got to wait for them to want to fight again, so that's, that's six or eight months of not fighting, that doesn't equate to my brain very well, so... um Oh no! Yeah, I mean the chances of the chances of you killing yourself if you have six to eight months off. I mean you got to factor that in. I mean you got to factor highly in likely. Yes, yes. <laughs> highly I mean, likely. It's, it's, it's dangerous on all fronts. But people saying, "Oh, that's dumb, Donald." They don't know. They don't understand yes, that, they don't know, that you're, right? you may risk death with with a couple months off without care. <laughs> so, so really, you're being tactical, just knowing yourself. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> Um, no. How's training in uh, How's training in, in Cabo? I, 
you know, you've made that move recently. Um, looks like you got a good setup down there. I know you flew uh, Joe Schilling out there. Um, what, yeah. What's the reason for that? Why do you like going out there? Uh, maybe just yeah, – I don't, I don't know. I'm not answering it. Just get away and clear your soul, man. You know, sometimes you got to get away from your everyday mundane fucking action. I, mean, I'm, I preach on that all the time. Like a lot of fighters – like I was just in the car this morning with uh, – J Check, J Check, is that the girl's name is for the title? Jadrechek, yep. J Check, and I was asking her if she has a boyfriend and um, like how life is. She's like, no, I don't. Right now, I only focus on training, and that's it. And I said, that's so fucking cliche to say that. And then she told me, <laughs> well, my 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 sex life is my uh, my business, and I don't like to talk about it. And I was like, well, I was just making conversation, but it's just like it's so funny <laughs> to hear that that loose term people throw around how I only worry about fighting like that's so fucking bull I just want right. to like wring their fucking necks bro you know what I mean like what do you mean mm-hmm. all you worry about is fighting that means you, nothing goes on in your life you just you know so for me I need to get the fuck away from that right so I go to Cabo yeah and then everyone thinks I'm in Cabo just drinking beer and fucking having a hoot but really we have a good training camp down there man we have an awesome yeah. gym fly all the coaches in there and we go and train two, three times a day, but we also go and sit on the beach and we go fishing and we enjoy the sun. And I feel like I'm like Superman. I got to recharge from that sun, man. I have, I've mm-hmm. been I've been without the vitamin D. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And it seems like you know if all if your whole life is training, you know, and fighting, how do you deal with the loss? Like if that is your entire loss, if that is your entire life, you know, if something goes wrong, your whole life is your whole life is fucked. But when it's a a healthy party your life, something that you enjoy, but you have a, a full life around it, you know, then you're going to win no matter what. You know, you're doing the thing that you love, and you're living the life that you love, and, you know, it seems like uh, seems like a better option, a way to do it. And I know we talked about this before, but that was 100% what my friend Bodie Miller, the, uh, the Olympic skier, was like. He's like, look, I'm not going to take my entire life from when I'm fucking eight years old to when I'm 34 years old and not live it. And just dedicate my life to skiing and then be like, yay, I won, you know, I won this amount. First of all, he wouldn't have been as good a skier because that's, he needs to relax. He needs to like sure. recharge and he needs to live. And, and I know that you're the same way. And it's, it's just funny. It's like people, people want you to dedicate, like you owe it to them to dedicate every second of your life. Like that's going to make you better. And I think it's athletes that kind of propagate that myth, you know, where they say, all I, all, all I ever do is train, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's not healthy. You know, that's not the way it used to be. It used to be this idea of the warrior poet, this idea of living a robust life, doing all kinds of different things. Like the greatest swordsman of all time was also into calligraphy. You know, Musashi was into calligraphy and different forms of art and different forms of poetry and having fucking great times with girls. Like, you got to have a balance, you know? One thousand percent you have to have a balance. Yeah. I, well, I, it's, I'm with you, man. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get how you could just how they just talk about. I just need to shut my life completely off. Like, what are you guys even talking about? Like, what do you mean, right? Bizarre, yeah. crazy to me. <laughs> crazy talk. Yeah, it is. It is bizarre. It's bizarre what those, you know, that those expectations are there, and it's almost like people get mad at you. You know, I think Bodie, Bodie was out. Um, he was out in he's in Torino in the Olympic Village, right, in, in Italy. And he's out having fun one of the nights and gets some photos taken. And for the next, he didn't end up winning because he ended up crashing, which is kind of typical sure. for him. He either wins or crashes. 
he got he got so many death threats. He got death threats from people who were like, "How dare you ruin this? It's a privilege to represent America. How dare you right. be out having a beer in the Olympic Village? Like, fucking settle down, people. It's not your life. Like, if he wants to have a beer in the Olympic Village, I know from firsthand experience that beer in the Olympic Village fucking helps him ski. So he's not just sitting at home twiddling his thumbs, nervous as fuck about going down a sheet of ice at ninety miles an hour and potentially dying. Like, you gotta, right? you gotta consider the mind here. I, I, the, but the mind, the mind is so powerful and people don't, I don't think express that enough. Like they, they think that just their regular old mundane, same bullshit routine they're in is okay. And as long as they're doing that, they're okay, right? They don't like want to, they don't want to reach out. They don't want to explore their own mind anymore. They're just okay with what society and everyone else tells them and like, that is like the weak-minded part of them. I think they don't they don't venture out and be their own person, you know. And I'm with you, man. I I'm with Brody. Like let's fucking let's go all or none. Either yeah. we win or we fucking wreck out. Why not? <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of my style too. But and, and the interesting way feeding your mind is is fucking the, the most important part. It's key. And interestingly, you know, even though both you and Bodie get some shit, you're also two of the most popular athletes in your sport ever because I think the truth of that resonates and there's that kind of admirable quality to someone who you know isn't just this one track one dimensional individual you know like Yudrechek is a great champion but right you know she doesn't have the fan base and the draw <clears throat> that sure. you have or that Bodhi has because people can't identify with her you know they don't they don't they can't see themselves as her, it's, it's it's kind of admirable in some weird way. Like, oh my god, I can't even imagine only training all the time and only focusing on that. But you know, you want someone who you can kind of relate to and, and looks like, yeah, you know, I could have a I could have a drink with that guy. I could hang out with that guy. You know, sure. And I think yeah, that's I part could, of the part of the key. I couldn't imagine fucking just worrying about training all day long. I'd kill myself. Literally yeah. kill myself. <laughs> right, well, right. So what's just, the uh, so what is, uh, what is the prediction here? Do you like making these making some some predictions on how this thing is going to go down? Um, man, I'd I'd love to. I'm not a very good prediction kind of guy, but uh, I just think you know, Masvidal is a fight he's been trying to get. I just you got to be careful what you wish for, my brother. That's <laughs> I can, you know, I. <laughs> So he's mad here. I'm, I'm gonna run through why he's upset. He says I've stolen his opponents. I've made a career of stealing his opponents. Well, yeah, I have had five opponents pulled from him. That's not my fault. The UFC <laughs> doesn't think you're the right guy to give me. Right? When it comes time to yeah. opponent, you're not the guy. Not my fault. So win some fights, then come relevant. You know. So and now yeah. I want to tell him that muzzle. The only reason you have this fight. Is because I fucking called Dana three times and told him give me the Masvidal fight. His rebuttal was he's not an opponent I want you to fight. He's fucking ranked lower than you. It makes no sense. I said the dude's been calling me out. Fucking give him what he wants, you know. So you're welcome, motherfucker. <laughs> you made half your chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're welcome. So you should be thanking me instead of fucking arguing with me. <laughs> but, well, exactly. Be careful what you ask for. You know, I think that's the that's gonna be the more that's gonna be the moral of the story. That's gonna be the Facebook meme come Sunday. You know, yeah. Just when 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 your when your finishing combination goes viral as fuck again, and it'll just be, you're, 
You're welcome. Be careful what you wish for. Yes. <laughs> be careful what you wish for. The other one. I mean, is he sure. a game fighter? Sure, he's game, right? But um, man, I just, I just think all around, better wrestler, better striker, better mental. I mean, there's a lot, a lot that goes into sport, and I, I think I, I'm far superior in every aspect than he is, you know. And uh, can he talk? Good, sure. Yeah, he's going to talk his way in a fight. You know, Chelsea did a great job of that. So. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of Chael Sonnen, did you see him and uh, him and Tito fight? Uh, yeah, like I seen a couple it. We were days ago. Mexico, we we're sitting in Mexico watching, and I was like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> Tito actually kind of took it serious. He actually like looked yeah. like he was really trying to fight. You know, Chael looked like he was just kind of trying to talk and collect a paycheck a little yeah. bit. But sure. I mean, fuck. I don't know. I, on the other hand, am never just going to collect a paycheck. I'm going to fucking win every fight. So no doubt, no. just no. Well, it, you know, it shows that you love to fight. You know, you love, love. you love your job in there. So, and that's a uh, that's a big difference. You know, it's, it's something where you get to go in there and do what you love, and it just so happens you get paid for it <laughs> and well deservedly right. so. So I cannot wait. Yeah. Saturday night is going to be so fun, man. I'm literally going to sit back and. <laughs> Enjoy the whole journey of it. Beautiful. Uh, and, that's, and that's another fucking key, man, is just enjoy yourself while you're in there. You know, like, right? go in there, be in, be in the present moment and fucking have fun. You know, like, just be there. Like, those people, you know, when the fighters, the fighters who I've talked to have come out of a bad performance, they all say the same thing. They all say it was like they were living a, they were living a dream. Like, it wasn't even yeah. them. You know, because they kind of escaped to some safe place in their mind because the pressure was there. But the ones that, you know, fight the best, they're like, they're in there. They're living in the moment, you know? And, and oh, I think yeah. that's, that's the key. When you're having fun, you can fucking crack that smile. You know, not that kind of like cocky, boastful, you know, like fuck you kind of smile, but that just like, yeah, and I'm here. This is fucking fun. I'm fighting. That's, that's when I know that motherfucker's dangerous. That's when I knew actually that Cody was going to beat Dom was when he first came out there and first started First crack that smile, like, I got you, motherfucker. Like, let's go. Let's yeah. have some fun. And Tom's all right. serious as shit. You know, it's like, you're in trouble, buddy. You're in trouble. Because one of these guys is having fun in here, and it's not you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's that same, it's that same kind of half smile you saw from Michael Jordan right before he was going to hit a game-winning shot, or Kobe Bryant. It's that, it's that <laughs> I got the goods, motherfucker. Let's go. Uh-huh. This is my home. This is what right. I do. You know, I win games. I win fights. So, beautiful, man. Well, I can't wait to see you in there, brother. Um, hopefully you'll get out here to Austin after that. And we'll uh, have some more fun, throw some axes. And, and yeah, hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing some more man shit. I'm pumped on it. Excited. Beautiful, yeah. brother. <clears throat> we'll have a great fight. And uh, we'll all be watching. And uh, look forward to seeing you on the other side. You got it, brother. Talk soon. All right. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you get a moment, please leave a review on iTunes. And also, if you're interested in anything total human optimization, go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com, at Aubrey Marcus on social for all things to follow me. And of course, my blog, aubreymarcus.com. Thank you, and I'll see you next time.